So, so far in the fierce marriage, I don't know, ecosystem, we've covered sex in multiple capacities, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Covered it on the blog. Believe it or not, there is a blog. Still a blog. A fierce marriage blog at fiercemarriage.com. That's how we started. <laughs> uh, there's still articles coming out, by the way. So if you're a reader, go check that out. But we have talked about in the past on the blog, the spectrum of sex. Mm. Uh, we've talked about uh, what else? Uh, I think like how to communicate through sex. We did a whole communication series and we talked about yeah. intimacy. Yeah, we talked about uh, communicating through intimacy, uh, some, having some of those hard talks, hard conversations around that. That's the communication side of things. We also have talked about, uh, just last week, we talked about the seven reasons for sex. We've even talked about the purposes of sex. I don't know how many purposes there are. I'm going to say there's probably three, <laughs> <laughs> knowing us. But today we're talking about the five modes of sex. And it can kind of start to feel like we're just coming up with stuff. But let me put it this way. I feel like one of the biggest reasons that couples struggle in this area is they approach their sex life maybe with different modes at different times and they're not synced up together. Maybe one has a certain intention and a certain expectation. The other one doesn't have that same intention or that same expectation. And so they'll, they'll inevitably miss one another. So today what we're hoping to do is to give you some uh, maybe some terms to think through uh, maybe the attitudes and the expectations that you bring into the bedroom. And in that, we'll give you permission to then talk about it and find greater health in this area. So we're looking forward to this conversation, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. So I'm trying to find a good way to describe what we mean by modes. You know, it's kind of a funny word. <laughs> is We started out with the word types, like five different types, but we're trying to be more accurate in what we're talking about. And so when we say modes, we're talking about... I'll say attitudes, (laughs) like maybe an attitude that you have as you approach sex and during, during sex, I think that might be a good way to describe it. Um, Once you hear what they are, then it'll make a lot more sense. But before we do that, you should probably go through our little bits of housekeeping here. Yeah. So uh, one of the ways that you can support the podcast is by leaving a rating and a review that really helps us algorithmically speaking. The second thing is the Fierce Marriage Podcast is set up to be supported by our listeners. And there's two reasons for that. The first primary reason, first primary, that's redundant, isn't it? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Very articulate. The first reason for that is that we don't want to clutter up the episodes with ads. We want them to be clear, interruption-free. We don't. We want you to hear and process in real time without having to fast forward or, or be interrupted. Uh, and so that's the first reason that we are listener-supported. The second reason is we think it's a very biblical model for ministry. This is a ministry. And so if it benefits you, then we would hope and pray that God would lead you to then partner with us. So the way you do that is go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. There's no obligation to do that. That's completely up to you and between you and God. Uh, but we just are, we appreciate our patrons um, that they're a big part of making this ministry sustainable. Yeah. Um, that's what, that's all we'll say on those topics for today. So while you were um, doing the housekeeping there, I looked up mode just to define it. And it, it says a way or manner in which something occurs or is experienced, expressed, oh. or done. So hey. I think it's a very accurate term for our episode today. Sweet. That works out great. So 
we're going to stick with it. The five modes of sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into the five modes, let's do a quick recap because uh, this episode is building, um, as most of these series episodes do, they build on the last weeks. So last week we talked about the seven reasons for sex. If you haven't heard that yet, we highly recommend that you go back one episode and listen to that. Here's the quick recap. Um, the seven reasons of sex. Now these are these are to be differentiated from the purposes of sex because there are purposes, there are reasons, and now we're going to talk about modes. So that's a different conversation. But the seven reasons for sex are this pleasure, procreation, connection, protection, comfort, the gospel, believe it or not, and the glory of God. And so we talked about each one of those in detail, and we're going to build on that today as we talk about uh, these five modes of sex. Yeah. So with that said, the primary goal of this episode is uh, to give you, as Christian married couples, verbiage and permission to put words to your sexual experience and then have tools and vocabulary now to talk about that with one another so that you can, A, flourish Mm -hmm. in your sexual experience together, in your sex life, but you can also avoid (laughs) unnecessary frustrations and arguments and hurt feelings. Right. I think for us, a lot of the frustrations have come around not just missed expectations, but missed uh, cues even and and missed desires. You know, he might be putting out the vibe and I'm <laughs> not picking it up the way he wants me to, maybe. Oh, baby, or the, vi- the yeah, vibe is unmistakable. It's, it's, it's true. <laughs> Sorry. It's very true. So like we hope, anyway. we hope, yeah, I, I, I guess it's just, it's always encouraging to me when I listen to a podcast or even when I listen to like worship music, when someone else is able to kind of put words to the struggle I might be dealing with. It feels very liberating and clarifying and Mm. elucidating. And so hopefully this podcast episode will be that for you, uh, listener, as we talk about sex. But you kind of feel you get the sense that you're seen and you're known and and you're not alone in whatever that struggle is. And I I just keep thinking of your example with worship is that so many times when we're struggling with the things of God that we we feel like we're just, uh, um, you know, we're subpar in our Christianity, in our belief in Christ, because we're struggling with with doubts in a certain area. And in reality, that is like that is the life. <laughs> the struggle right. is the life in yeah. a sense that the victory is a foregone conclusion. Um, it's already there in Christ, but the battle is still raging. Right. right, right. Our struggles tend to, I think, increase when we, again, focus on ourselves and focus on what we're our shortcomings are instead of fixing our eyes, mm. you know, on Christ and on heavenly things and eternity. Yeah. Um, I do want to spend a few moments talking through the underlying kind of beliefs around sex that, that we're big I, belief people. Well, <laughs> we don't want just behaviors to change. There has to, yes. they won't change permanently unless if we are transformed by the renewing of our minds, yes. in other words, our beliefs change, mm-hmm. then our, our actions will naturally follow our, our behaviors will naturally follow. Uh, behaviors always follow beliefs. Yeah. And so what do we believe about sex? Now, we've, we spent a lot of time unpacking this in the past, so I'll just go really quickly, is that we believe sex is a gift from God. It's mm-hmm. something that he designed, and we need to enjoy it within his good design. Uh, we believe that sex is not inherently sinful. It mm-hmm. is a good, good thing. It's only becomes sinful when it's done outside of the context and the design that he has built into it. Okay. Uh, and the, the, the other belief is that sex serves, and we talked about this last week, but it serves very specific purposes and functions and, mm. and reason. And it has reasons f- to exist in a Christian married's, married couple's life. 
and uh, the purposes are beyond us and that they are intrinsic to it. And so there's this context that is now not just in uh, whether or not I get the sexual fulfillment that I want out of my marriage, out of my spouse. Okay. That how Mm. selfish is that language? Mm. But now our sex life is rooted in the deeper things of God and the, in, in the deeper design of God. And because of that, now we as believers don't have to be afraid of it. We don't have to avoid it. We don't have to, you know, it's not something that we are not allowed to talk about. Um, it's something that now we need to, just like any other area of our life, press into how God has, has given us to design for that. And we believe and we know firmly that if we do press into his design and, and not and understanding it wisely, applying ourselves to it diligently, that we have good reason to expect there to be flourishing in this area yeah. of our lives. And so that's the underlying thing. And, and yeah. sex as an act, all right, should always edify one another. Mm. You should always glorify God and edify one another. It's not about getting from my wife or a wife getting from her husband uh, what he or she wants from that person. It's about giving of myself to mm. you. And that's in First Corinthians 7, that my body is not my own. Right. I, I, I give myself over to you. So I think as far as rooting this conversation in the beliefs and the bigger things of God is it's designed by God. It's good. As believers, we can press into that knowledge and wisdom of it and apply ourselves diligently to it. And then to understand that it's not a selfish thing. It's a selfless thing. It's not about getting what I want. It's about giving to my yeah. spouse. Yeah. And that now helps us frame the rest of this conversation. Right. And in the giving, we do receive uh, as a natural overflow. Absolutely. Yeah. We get, we, and that's the thing about giving in marriage is it has a multiplying effect. Right. Um, especially (laughs) literally it can be (laughs) and (laughs) yeah yeah, multiplying as you you did there sorry I was having a hard time keeping up with you (laughs) yeah let's try to keep up okay so uh, where where are we going to go with this so defining these modes you've already yeah because I mean we've talked about the spectrum of sex um, many times Uh, if you want to find out more about that just go to fiercemarriage.com slash spectrum of sex and it'll give you a podcast a little bloggy blog and you can look it all up (laughs) Well, okay. so this, I want to make sure you don't get lost. Go to fiercemarriage.com and hit the search thing and then type in spectrum of sex. Oh, I, I went to, I did fiercemarriage.com slash spectrum of sex and it came up. It, okay. Well, to each his own. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what comes up. See what comes up. Uh, you can also find that on, I think there's a podcast episode. It's helpful. And iTunes. it was in kind of our early days of exploring this idea of sex and there being different modes and different mm. kind of desires and expectations. And sometimes, you know, you... One of you's coming in hot and the other's like, eh, <laughs> I'm coming in, but not so hot, maybe. Anyways. So, so this is almost like an evolution. Yes. Oh, okay. it's, yeah. yeah. It's like an evolution to that conversation. So, you know, understanding. What was the old conversation, though? That's what oh. might be helpful. And okay. I know you don't, I caught you off guard there. The old conversation, as I remember it, <laughs> was <laughs> that you have this on the spectrum of sex, you have some sexual experiences that are a lot more. Um, like sports cars, yes. we would say. It's kind of quick and gets you from a to b it's i think now looking back we would say it's it's a little bit more on the functional side of like we need to stay close we need to protect our sex life protect each other's hearts um and we just know that this needs to be kind of a regular rhythm uh of just having sex uh every couple times a week and so that was kind of um I hate to label it what we did before because I think we got too much pushback on some of that. Really? Because there are caveats to what we, this. What do we call it? Just for like snack sex or like sports car sex. You oh, said like we got some really funny messages on that. <laughs> we people did. Have their own analogies. We did, but I mean, again, there's always the caveat, right? There's always a caveat of this is not just like, hey, I need it, you give it to me, let's do it quick. Like that's unless there's a full like 
I, I know you need it and I'm there. So I want to help you. I want to love you. I want to be there for you in this way. Um, then that's one approach. But if it's, if it's, you know, somebody basically taking advantage of the other, then that's not what we're talking about here. Right. All of these have this baseline understanding. There's agreement that we would say as a couple, it's time for us to engage in the marital act of sex. Yeah. Is it going to be a sports car or is it going to be the other end of the spectrum, which is a freight train? It, sports cars can, can start and stop on a dime. A freight train takes, you know, many miles to get up to speed and it takes many miles to, to slow down depending on what, is, right. what it's carrying. And the point of that analogy is that uh, on one end, it, they're both okay as long as you're in agreement about which version of sex you're in yes. for in that moment. Really intense or really light, quick, functional. Okay, so we're adding some texture to that. <laughs> In this conversation, we're adding, it's evolving. This is maybe the spectrum of sex 2.0, 2.0, Mifflin infinity <laughs> up in here. <laughs> um, okay. So w- let's just go through the first modes. I just want to, uh, I just want to say them up front okay. and then we can talk about each one. Okay. So the five modes, why don't you say these, the five modes of sex? Okay. Uh, the first one is soulful. Hmm. Second one is passionate. Third one is fun. Fourth is adventurous and fifth is functional. Soulful, passionate, fun, adventurous, and functional. Well, there was some argument about some of these because I'm like, ah, oh, these sound like they're one and the same. I think we could narrow it down to like three. And he's like, no, this is how they're different. So already we're having good conversations <laughs> about these clearly. And Hardly you, an argument. You, you just an a argument. conversation. Yeah, it's a conversation. Very amicable conversation <laughs> between husband and wife. Sorry, I didn't mean to say argument. Yeah. It was... We were being nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I got a bit minimalistic here and he was more nuanced. So we we're being nice. So back off. <laughs> so back off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first one, soulful. Soulful. So this, the, so this was the biggest tension is what's the difference between a soulful sexual mode and <laughs> a passionate sex, sexual mode. And so my, my argument was this, is that passionate. We'll talk about these both kind of in tandem if that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, I should. I thought they should be one, but go ahead. <laughs> so my argument for passionate was there are times, by God's grace, there are times in a married couple's sex life when you are firing on all cylinders and both of you are there and present in every way. Well, think about it. What did you say? It's like a watching the equalizer. Um, on like an old 80s like stereo. Yeah, and, and you see the music go up and down and like... So maybe we should back up and talk about the types of intimacy because we've talked about that too and this, this plays into it. So the three types of intimacy, you have emotional intimacy. Yes. You have sexual, physical intimacy, which you could break it down into physical and sexual. We'll just say physical. Uh, and then you have spiritual intimacy. If you picture those three things are like the low frequency, the mid frequency, and the high frequency <laughs> on like an old school stereo EQ right. readout. Right when the music's playing, like the lows will go up and then the mids will go up and down, and they're all kind of going up and down. And they're all the together, song. right? There's this agreement, and there's this. But they all kind of go up at different times, and so for me, passionate sex where is where all three of those are maxed out, like the mids, the highs, and the lows are all maxed out for <laughs> both of you. So you're connecting right. physically, you're connecting emotionally, and you're connecting spiritually. You are both just there and present and the the result is passionate it's a it's a passionate right. mode high level there not just like you're, yeah. i mean i think you're always there but i don't know i think there's different levels of emotional okay cause, and there's experience and each mode maybe has different eq readouts okay there you go we'll use this keep using this analogy it seems to be working for us <laughs> <laughs> and so the difference between passionate and soulful 
is I think there are times when a couple, a married couple is having sex and they, uh, like say, I don't know. How did I describe it beforehand? But like you said, everything feels great, but I just want to like show you how much I love you. And you have like, it's a different embrace. Yeah. There are high levels of intimacy happening, but Mm -hmm. it may not be on every front, but the objective is the same in that the soulful sex is all about just showing to one another regardless of the outcome, regardless of whether or not you're on the same perfect bandwidth with one another. So I'll use us as an example. That's the best thing I know how to do. Oh boy. <laughs> is there are times when uh, you are like, I can tell that you're there with me yeah. spiritually. You're there with me emotionally, mm-hmm. but physically you're just not feeling it. You're not there physically. It doesn't mean that you don't love me. Right. It, it we've just, had to it learn just this. Means that, we've had to learn and interpret this because you yeah. very much could have felt rejection. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're phoning it in. We've it just means that, yeah. you know, and this is particularly true when you have young kids in the house and depending on how young they are and the types of personalities they have, they may or may not leave a lot of margin for <laughs> in your life. Um, we have a two-year-old that is especially margin sapping at the moment. <laughs> and so I have had to learn that Selena, she can still be with me on a soulful level. But the passion, the, the the full spectrum, like physical side is not there too. And so I, you can appreciate both modes. Yeah. And the thing is you have to understand that there are different modes and it's okay. It doesn't mean that your spouse doesn't love you if they are maybe not firing on one of these, you know, one if of these intimacy on the, levels. Yeah. If somebody, like I said, some someone's coming in hot and the other one's just not quite as hot. Or, mm. you know, excited, it doesn't mean they can't, we can't give to each other in that way. Again, it's this agreement. It's not this um, one person only. Mm. Um, but someone might be leading the charge a little bit more. I always say it like that. Yeah. And I feel like there's times. Um, the passion and, is when we're both leading the charge. Oh, yeah. When well, you're <laughs> struggling to find a leader. <laughs> Too many cooks <laughs> Too in the many kitchen. chiefs. <laughs> and so. Nope. That, that <laughs> and so the. Uh, yeah, and so I, I want to touch on the soulful piece again because I feel like there's there's a time, as a husband in particular, that a husband can embrace his wife in a way that says, "I love your very soul." Mm. Like it's not just your body that I love, but I love your soul. I love your heart, your mind, your body, of course. But there's a different embrace, and yeah. I've I felt it toward you, where it's like I am just trying to hug your soul. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to embrace your soul. Yeah, and of course your body's in the mix. But that's a different type yeah. of mode that you can approach. Um, and so I, if you haven't experienced these, I would encourage you to try and think through what it might look like for you yeah. in your marriage. Um, hopefully us sharing is not TMI, but it's actually helping you in, in a certain way, um, in some way. Okay, so the third one, fun. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I have a really hard, the only thing that comes to mind when we say there's a mode of sex and it's called fun all I think of is the ridiculous like caricature of a fam of of a husband and a wife dressing up. <laughs> That's all I can think of. It, like, and maybe it was the Gary Thomas and Deborah Ferleta interview when he talked about like uh, getting a job is like a really sexy thing for a husband to do. And I was like, all I hear you saying is like we're a construction outfit. That's all I hear you saying, Gary. <laughs> But that's not what we're talking about. No. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like a lightheartedness to your sex life. It doesn't always have to be so intense, I think. I think it can lead there. I think, again, these are approaches. These are kind of, um, you know, stepping into the bedroom and the approach that you're going to take, the mode that you're taking and the attitude. 
um, of being kind of lighthearted because sometimes like I'm laughing and having fun with him and he's Ryan's just like no I don't he's feeling soulful so <laughs> those are the words <laughs> I gotta I gotta be find my way back to the soulful I'm train because like, I'm, I'm like, off oh, it oh I see what you're saying <laughs> oh yeah and she's like laughing and I'm like what am I a joke to you <laughs> <laughs> is this a joke to you? This is real talk, people. It's real talk. Um, but the you got to yeah. be on the same page with the, with the approach because, yeah, there can be some hurt feelings. <laughs> it's forced It's forced us to have some really good conversations and to grow up a little bit in this area and to not take it so seriously. Yeah. Me, I'm talking to myself. He is. He is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think of, you know, you don't have, you don't have a, an agenda when you're yeah. just like, I'm just having fun with you and we're having fun together yeah. and you can laugh and tickle and wrestle and do whatever the thing is, tickle fights. <laughs> um, and what we married found, people style, <laughs> married people style. And what we found is that oftentimes fun more than any other mode, fun will lead into another mode of soulful or passionate. Mm hmm. Like if we start out with one of the other modes, let's say functional or adventurous, they can get there. They can get to the soulful. To me, I feel like soulful and passion are like the pinnacle of, yeah. at least in our own lives. It's, yes. It's, it's a bit of a progression, I think. Yeah. And maybe we, we should have put these on a, the spectrum, <laughs> truly. Guys, <laughs> so. we're trying to figure this out just as much as you. So, so the, that's the thing about fun is you, it does lead more at least than the, the same others. place. I think it leads. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Selena, thank you. Pragmatic Selena. <laughs> It's, just, it's all just going to, going to the same place. It's uh, fun that you get, to go, you get to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we needed to laugh you today, get to folks. Get there different ways. Yes. Is what I was just gonna say. Whether you're going to Pleasure Town via sports car, freight train, you're gonna get there. Uh, it's been a hard day, guys. It has been a hard day for the not Fredericks. because of that, but other things. So, yeah. anyways, fun laughing playing tickle fight games whatever you gotta do uh well within um you know within reason keeping it pure uh adventurous is the fourth one again i Mm. thought fun and adventurous were like kind of one in the same but uh again my husband was like no (laughs) and so we kind of the words that came to mind for this were like exploration or like trying new things as a couple um again within the means of like purity uh agreement um no pain right um i think those should go without saying but we're going to say them here which by the way um, in a future episode we're going to talk through yeah. um uh, uh i don't know how to how to how to articulate this but the basically like and the, the what's out of bounds yeah like within and not, ex- sex, not we have a yeah. lot that we have that god has given us permission to do uh, is there are there things that are outside of that permissive mm-hmm. circle, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so these so, yeah. adventurous things we're talking about that are inside the circle uh, of that God says, "Yep, green light, go ahead." Uh, so when we say "quote unquote" exploration, we're just saying like maybe try something that is a different position that you guys don't normally do or something. You know that is um, healthy and fine and in agreement. Uh, maybe it's spontaneous sex. You know. Um, I feel like the older we get, the less like spontaneous I am. I'm more like, okay, can we put this on the schedule? <laughs> Super fun. Um, but, but it is fun in a new way. Sorry, we're t- sitting here trying to like sell you on this and <laughs> not sell you. But like, hey, yeah, get your rhythms in order because it's super fun. <laughs> it is. It is good to know these things. It's different seasons. I feel like sex, these are all modes mm. for different seasons sometimes. Yeah. Um, so there's a the spontaneity of it. And then 
uh, location, right? Like, hey, you're on a lonely beach somewhere. There's no one around, hopefully. Or, you know, somewhere in the woods. I don't know. You guys, again, (laughs) got to have some agreement here. You got to have some agreement. And people like hiking. So take a hammock. I don't know. Be adventurous. That's what we're. we're I'm just saying to hammocks. Say. Hammocks aren't that aren't all that bad. They aren't. You might think uh, you need to be. It's a little cold flexible, sometimes, but, but yeah, no, it's not bad. <laughs> so you had said that adventurous and fun should be the same thing, and I still can't. I can't imagine. I think something how, that how is fun. Something that's adventurous should be fun, and something that's fun should be a little bit adventurous. Okay, but okay, I think you can have. Okay. Well, we could we could definitely mince words Spanish here. Mono. But you can have adventurous times that are also passionate and that are also soulful. And I think these are primary modes and they're secondary modes. You can also modes. have fun times that lead to the passion and soulful. Yeah. And you could have functional times See, that lead to the See, this is the amazing thing about sex, soulful. right? That God created. There's so many different approaches, so many different modes. So we tried to... Sorry, I'm laughing now because it sounds ridiculous, but we tried to create a Venn diagram that would like you somehow... You tried to create a Venn diagram. You were there. <laughs> it wasn't just me. All right, I tried. And Selena was like, yeah. And then I, I tried to do saying. an X-axis, Y... Uh, uh, what are those called? A matrix. <laughs> Of like, it, it takes saying, this much time and this much like connection or energy. Well, and I was like, and Selena just said. That's just the beauty and of sex, that it doesn't fit into these diagrams and the fact that it can just kind of, it, it's hard to put it, uh, to restrict it, I guess, because I God fig- has made it more creative. It <laughs> it's not a challenge. It's just an <laughs> observation. I think you're right. I think, especially when you start talking about the, the differences between couples and how, yeah their specific yeah, relationship works and, and how you re- give and receive love. Yep. Um, and so it's up to you, Christian fierce listener it, to discern couple. your way through this married yeah. couple. Yeah. How to figure out your way through this. But I do. Yeah. So there, I feel like fun and adventurous modes will have a lot of overlap, but the, the key of adventurousness is you're both approaching it with this attitude of we are, we, we are, uh, <laughs> We're pioneers right now. We are Lewis and Clark. <laughs> okay. We're blazing a new trail into our this this wilderness that is our sex life. And we don't know what we're going to find. It's going to be a little bit more challenging. It's going to be a little bit more, um, I'm just going to use this term, it's going to be out of our comfort zone. In other words, it's not in a cushy, predictable thing. Instead, it's like being in a hotel versus out camping. <laughs> like, <laughs> one's going to be a little less comfortable, but you might wake up to an incredible view. Yeah. And it's something that and is maybe can worth be it. a great memory, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not a memory until after it's happened. <laughs> and the key so, uh, and the key to the adventurous thing is you guys talk, talk, talk through yeah. it. I think sometimes couples, many times couples, you get into the act of sex and all of a sudden it's like your mouths stop working to speak words. <laughs> And what I mean by that is you stop articulating no, things and saying, I don't that's think good, that's bad, I don't like that, what do you ask I think that's questions. part of it, but I also think that you say things that are misunderstood, because I can say something that I think is very clear, and you will understand exactly what I'm saying and what I'm talking about, but instead, you're either defensive, hurt, or mad, or something, and so then it, like there's no, no even room for conversation, because somebody's gotten hurt feelings or been gotten angry creates a tailspin yeah so it's hard to yeah it's not always not about not having the words i think that is definitely part of it but part of it is also just communicating clearly and in a shared meaning type of way well hopefully by by having 
some more of these conversations, right? And having some of this verbiage, yeah. maybe just the not necessarily these five modes, but you will have your own modes yeah. in your own marriage, and yeah. having the vernacular to use that within your own relationship to mm. say and set expectations. And here's the thing: is if you, husband or wife, are feeling like, listen, we've been missing out on this whole adventurous side, like the spontaneity. I've missed that. We were more spontaneous when we were yeah. first married. Now we're not. I missed that. If if you have that verbiage, now you can go to your spouse mm-hmm. in a in an opportune moment. Not in the heat of the moment, not when you're tired, not, you know, at the end of the day, but maybe say, listen, I love you. I want more of you. Mm. And I really miss this aspect, this mode that we used to participate in more or we used to share together. How can we go back there? And that at least will get you talking about it. Now that it's, it's tricky there to not then get mired down by the feelings of guilt. Oh, now I'm a bad wife. You get defensive. I've been, you know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm out on a limb here. No. But you can start to read into it and start to get defensive. So the hope is that you have this vernacular to use within your own marriage, and then you'll have the um, wisdom and, frankly, emotional maturity to talk about these things in times when it's going to be productive and fruit-bearing in your marriage and yeah. not discouraging and heaping on shame and condemnation. Okay. Uh, so we've talked about soulful, passionate, fun, and adventurous, and now functional. Which functional. I think this is where we probably get some of the most pushback um, because we've addressed it in the past. I think of sometimes you just do need that physical release, right? And that feels like somebody might be taking advantage of the other partner. But again, with this foundation of agreement of saying of even like, hey, I'm not really feeling it, but I know you have to go out of town for a couple of days and I want to protect our marriage mm-hmm. uh, in the name of protection and in the name of, you know, loving you well, like, let's just do this. Um, it's now, okay to do that. And, but it is, the, there's a caveat it that it's not there. up to the wife to, to make her husband be integrous in, like, right. husband should right. have integrity whether or not his yes. wife has been able to meet the needs that he has sexually. Right. Whether or not the couple has agreed that like, this is an opportune time that we need to do this because we're looking ahead. Yeah. So as long as the, as long as it's not a husband using that as a tool to manipulate his wife. Um, so there's the, I like to think of it as appetites. You said you're meeting a, um, what did you say? It's a uh, need. You're having a physical release. Oh yeah. I, I would more compare it to like (laughs) having an appetite. Yeah. Where, I'll use this. I'll just keep pressing into this analogy for a moment. Say I come in, I've been working in the yard all day and I come in and you say, Oh, you look hungry. Can I make you a sandwich? And then I sit down and say, yeah, I'd love a sandwich. I'm really hungry right now. (laughs) I say, aren't you going to eat a sandwich? And you say, no, I'm not hungry. I've, I've already had a snack. Maybe that's a bad analogy because they didn't have a snack. Breaks down there. Stop there. Just say, Nope, I'm not hungry. I'm not as hungry right now. I'm not as hungry. I haven't worked up an appetite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so here's the thing. Am I going to be all up in arms because you're not also eating a sandwich? I'm going to say, no, I'm hungry right now. I need a sandwich. Or you're saying you're hungry. Because mama's so going to be hungry later. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, that's true. <laughs> you know, that's right. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe the analogy doesn't work. The point is, is sometimes there's just an appetite there that needs to be met. And it just comes down to just feeding the appetite. As long as it's done in love, it's done in agreement, it's done in an edifying, God-honoring way, right. I think you can, in good conscience, just give to one another in that in that area. I think it's one of the ways that I feel that I can tangibly love you and love my husband is saying, I'm not really feeling it, but 
again, it's not really about me right now. I want, I want to love him well. I want him to have um, protection around his heart and his mind. Again, it's not my job, but it's part of, I think, my role as a helper that I can mm. help in this way. Um, so, hmm. again, there's two parts to this functional part. So we talked about, you know, meeting the appetite, uh, physical release. Uh, the second part of this is uh, functional is when your people are trying to conceive a child. Yeah, I mean, uh, sex is just it's different. I think I don't know if it's different. I don't know. You say it's different. I don't. I what think do you mean? it's. How do I like say when, it's different? Because you said when when you're trying to have a child, like you're you're doing it on purpose. Like there's this reason for like always. So I guess okay. I just think of. It's I really think, hard to speak to this because we. There are couples that struggle for years to conceive a child. And so sex carries a very different meaning for them when it's time to try and conceive a child. Right. And they're saying, all right, it's that time. We can't miss the window. So let's go do the thing. And uh, that can, that's going to feel very different. That's that's what I was saying is it feels very different than it can. Yeah. I just want to be close to you and and I miss you. Well, those are some big assumptions though too, right? I mean, I guess. Of course the, the two could intersect. And you could have a, we need to meet the window and I also miss you. And therefore we're going to be intimate and it's going to have all these layers to it. Right. It's just the agency question of like, how much should we be? Oh, now it's time to have kids. Well, why is it now? And not, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about the monthly window. Ovulation, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Just trying to time it. Look at you. (laughs) I just think of what's that movie? um, (laughs) What's that movie where they're all like pregnant? (laughs) Why what can't? to expect yeah what expect. to expect when you're expecting and this one has like an app you know and it's so true because everybody has apps now right but she's like honey like her app's going off it's like ding 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 like for ovulating <laughs> so she's just like now like it's more just like she's just like i'm ovulating right now we got to do it let's do it like it's, it's the epitome of functional right and the question that i want to raise is is that bad and i think it's not i think there is a very physical, functional component of sex. It's built in from the yeah. beginning. Be fruitful. Yeah, multiply. Yeah. Fill the earth. Well, what are you being fruitful with? Bearing kids. How are you multiplying? By bearing kids. How are you filling the earth? By bearing kids. <laughs> and so there is a, and that was in conjunction mm. with the two and how became are you one being flesh. Blessed through kids. So interesting. Yeah. And so, but if that's the mode that one of you is in the functional mode and the yeah. other one's not. So, so I'll use this example and this, this may be the last example, but again, if a husband has an app or a wife has a a sexual appetite that needs to be met and I'll just use our example. If I'm coming to you and saying it's been three, four days, I'm feeling kind of, (laughs) I don't know. I was going to say angsty, maybe it's the wrong word. I don't know how to say it. The point is I'm feeling, I'm feeling the vibe. You're hungry. You're hungry. (laughs) Okay. I guess hunger is the analogy we're going with for today. Um, if you're saying great, then functional it is. And I'm saying, well, no, soulful is what I'm hoping for. And you're expecting functional. Now, that's not a problem if we talk about it. Because then right. you can say, oh, I see where you're at. Functional will do. I'm okay with that. I get that you're tired. Or if maybe I say, I'm hoping for soulful and we've not connected in a long time. I really miss you. Yes, the physiology of it is a big piece. But still, like, I miss my wife. Right. I love you, your soul. Yeah. And then hopefully we could find the middle ground there. It says, okay, you know, soulful doesn't mean it has to be 45 minutes session. It could still be, you know, right. Less. The point is your soul is involved. I think no matter what the mode is, yeah, it just can be at, I think different yeah. levels and attentiveness. So as a recap, soulful, passionate, fun, 
adventurous, and functional. Those are the five modes of sex that we've come up with for today's conversation. Um, there probably are other words or maybe other modes that we haven't thought through. I'm really for curious. Sure. The point is, is there are different attitudes with which we can approach this gift that God has given us in the marriage bed, that you can approach your marriage bed uh, with similar attitudes. And our, our hope and our prayer is that we've helped you kind of understand and think through those modes and those attitudes in different terms so that you can find more health, less frustration, and yeah. ultimately um, a flourishing sex life for a healthier marriage. Is that all right? Yeah. Folks, uh, I, I realize this is a really sensitive topic and we have fun when we talk about this topic and um, there will be times when we talk about sex that are not as playful, I'll say, yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, a little more serious. And so we don't mean to in any way gloss over maybe some of the difficulties in this area that couples face. It's actually a very heavy topic and one of the reasons we do tend to take it more lightheartedly is because it is heavy on our hearts and we realize how heavy it can be on, on the hearts of couples. So, And also, um, we aren't counselors and a lot of, I think, sexual past and pain and uh, experiences uh, they can't be dealt with over a podcast so we would encourage you as always to find a counselor yeah. that is biblically based gospel centered loves the lord and wants to help walk you through anything uh, that you might be facing mm. as a couple in this area yeah well said i'll pray lord uh we we thank you again for this gift that you've given us such a good design uh, for sex, Lord, but we also know that that we are living in a fallen world, and we are um, sinners. That we've been saved by grace, but still, uh, parts of our flesh and our our sinfulness they remain. And God, you are sanctifying us, and and those parts of our lives and our history and our our present realities, God, they can contaminate this area of our sex life, Lord, and that can create pain and dysfunction and frustration. And bitterness in some cases, and it can fracture and damage a relationship. Lord, we pray that you would enter those broken spaces and heal. We pray that you would minister to the hearts and minds and the lives of the husbands and the wives who are listening to this, that you would encourage them and, and show them your hope for this area, the hope that you have for them in this area. Lord, we pray that you would give them wisdom and tenacity as they pursue health and right living in this area, whatever that looks like for them. I pray that they would pursue you even in this area of their sex lives in their marriage. Lord, we pray for the broken marriages, that you would mend them. You would reconcile husbands and wives so that they could be one flesh, mm. truly, and that they would enjoy um, they would enjoy the communion they have with one another. Um, Jesus, it's only by your grace that we are able to share any modicum of truth. Lord, we pray that our words would make much of you and they would edify your bride, the church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, join us next week for another um, episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast. But for now, this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is... In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. Till then. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Mm-hmm.